Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 27 of He Said, She Said. I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm Eric. And this week we're going to be talking a little bit about a couple movies uh, that we watched and if we think it's something that could happen in our lifetime or not. Yeah, this would be interesting. Yep, so before we get started, we wanted to give a quick shout out to another earthly product. It's the Immune A Vitamin C Powder. Winter is here. (laughs) Winter (laughs) Um, is coming. Yep. And uh, this is a perfect natural immunity booster to help prevent colds this season. It is rich in vitamin C and antioxidants to promote immune health. You can find this product and all of the other great earthly products by clicking the link in our bio. Yep. So to start this topic off, we're going to essentially conduct a short movie review and then talk about some things that we see happening in the present day. The main movie we're going to be talking about is called Ready Player One. If you've never seen the movie, it came out in 2018 and it's worth a watch, right? You didn't think that you were going to like it and you actually thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think I would like it because I like movies like that and I had never seen it until 2020 maybe 2021 i think was it yeah yeah it may have been this year no alark wasn't born yet yeah it was i thought we watched it in norfolk nope we watched it here did we yeah wow yeah Yeah. but so yeah i I didn't ever like seem interested in it i guess because i thought it was just a video game like i didn't know (laughs) it was like vr yeah yeah Yeah, so if you didn't know, I didn't know this actually until looking into it. The movie is actually based off of a 2011 novel. A lot of movies are based off books. Oh, yeah. You're not a book nerd. No, I'm not. I I haven't read a book since maybe third grade. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So in Ready Player One, the time is 2045. And in 2040, there was a global energy crisis due to depletion of fossil fuels and the consequences of pollution, global warming, and overpopulation. Was it was it 2045? I thought it was 2025. So I thought so too. That's what I heard in the movie. But all the research I've done shows 2045. Really? Because I, I, maybe it's another Mandela effect, but I swear it even showed like at the beginning, it showed the date and I swear it said 2025. So I, I thought it was like, it said like the game was released in 2025 and hmm. And uh, Wade was, the current time was 2035. That That's what I had thought yeah. from the movie. But mm. all, like I said, all the research I did, unless I go back and watch the movie yeah. right now, it, everything points to 2045. Huh. Okay. So all of those consequences uh, lead to a widespread poverty and socioeconomic issues throughout, right? To escape this reality, people spent a majority of their time in something called the Oasis. The Oasis is a virtual reality game created by James Halliday and released in 2012, believe it or not. Again, this is just from the research I did. The movie, it, it seemed like it said it was released in 2020-something. Well, see, if it was released in 2012, maybe, because the world was supposed to end in 2012, maybe we really did. <laughs> oh, the world geez. did end, and now this is like the new world, and like we're starting over, and they're like, oh, look at all these Mandela effects. Uh-huh. Oh, look at all this new VR. Yeah, but upon Halliday's death, a contest was created and released based on 1980s pop culture, which Halliday was fascinated with. The winner of the contest would gain control of the Oasis. The entire Oasis can participate, and, you know, a company called IOI also is involved as they want control of the Oasis so they can make it very commercialized, right? People go here pretty much, you know, 
probably 90% of the population goes here. This is where they spend a lot of their time. Of course, a company wants to come in and try and make as much money off of it as they can. Yeah, shocker. Yep. Ultimately, the protagonist comes out on top and decides to close the oasis one day a week, forcing individuals to interact in the real world. Which I kind of like that. So, like, yeah, I mean, if you haven't watched the movie yet, well, I mean, you've had ample amount of time, so <laughs> yeah. we can talk about it. But so eventually the kid, the main character, he solves the riddle and kind of breaks the code. Yeah. It was really cool. I like and see, I like I like movies like that, like breaking the code, finding out the puzzle pieces. But so he yeah, he, he breaks the code. He, he figures it out. So he gets control of the oasis. And then he, and he chooses to control it with his friends, right? Yeah. Yep. Which he had. It's so funny because like in the VR, they're not all like, you know, they don't look the way that they look in real right. life. And so, yeah, he, he runs it with his friends. But yeah, I like the fact that he closes it down one day a week. So you have to be in the real world. Yeah. And that, I think that's something that he realized on his journey. And when he met, I think her name was Samantha. Yeah, I don't remember. The girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, which is funny because like he liked her in the game, mm -hmm. and she was worried like you're not gonna like me in real life because there was something. She had a like a huge birthmark oh, on yeah. her face. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. But yeah, so I I liked the movie. So it's a short movie review because what we really wanted to touch on was the virtual reality game from this movie, uh, the environmental factors happening in the, this time period, and kind of just how everybody is playing to escape reality. Uh, now that we have talked about the movie, we want to talk about if we think this could become a reality in our lifetime or not. So I definitely think it's possible to start it in our lifetime, like at least ours, like yours and mine and mm -hmm. kind of our generation. Do I think it will get to the point of like Ready Player One when we're alive? Maybe not. I think it will. Really? Yeah. After... Like you can like legit, like everyone's just going to be living exactly like Ready Player One. We're all going to be living in poverty and... and I think there is a high likelihood that that could happen. Ugh, I hate that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I think it's possible definitely for a Lark's time. I know, that's so crappy to, to think. I know. And then, because like, I don't know, I guess I guess if that's their, you know, if that's all they know, then that's all they know. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you don't have that real life experience anymore because like say you want to go on vacation you can just hop on your vr and then take yourself there yeah and like you're just in your living room and you know wherever you're at and sitting after, like a couch potato after watching the the movie in vegas the last time i almost told you that i wanted an oculus for christmas oh my gosh <laughs> and see it's got to be more realistic than the oculus i've put on an oculus before and it definitely still looks like a video game yeah yeah i mean you got to think that's just the start i know so the uh, i've got information about the oculus in here so mm. okay in this movie the time period is 2045 and that's only 22 years from today roughly that's crazy yeah so we already have something called the metaverse which is probably as close to the Oasis as we currently have right now. And the Metaverse became popular in 2016 when Facebook released the first Oculus 3D headset. So that's kind of what I was getting to. The Oculus has only been out for six years. So it hasn't been out for a very long time. I guess technology-wise, that's kind of a long time, just since technology is so rapidly evolving. But just, you know, per se, I feel like that's a, a short time, six years. 
Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's kind of short, I guess. Yeah. So Facebook's goal is to have over 1 billion, with a B, users by 2030. And it is expected that the Meta World commerce could reach 5 trillion, with a T, trillion dollars by this time as well. That's crazy. Yeah. So, babe, what do you think of the setting of the movie and could it correlate to our future, you know, such as the depletion of fossil fuels and extreme poverty and global warming and everything else? So, I don't know. I mean, I have some theories. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel, like I said in previous episodes, like I feel like the people that kind of like run the world, you know, yeah. I feel like they already know where everything's going. It's like a circle. Like I kind of feel like like they ha- they know it's coming next and they know how to fix that and then they know how to fix that. So it's like, I feel like they they already know what's coming and they already have the plan and stuff. So just a complete spitball theory, like what if they say, oh yeah, all of our fossil fuels are gone. You know, um, we we have to live this certain way because of global warming. It's so terrible. Like you're not allowed to drive anymore. And then kind of like, I forget how we were referencing it, but it might've been a movie, but kind of like, People don't work anymore, and you have, like, this level of, like, status. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, like, you never get out of your level of status type yeah. thing. Yep. And so, it's, like, especially with all these, like, AI coming out and everything, too, like, people, humans, are not going to have to work anymore. Yes. We, we talked about this in a previous episode. Yeah. And... Uh, Elon Musk had he, mentioned he, how there's he thinks, but they are he launched one. It's ten thousand dollars for this robot that you can buy for your house. They do basic things right now, like dishes, whatever. Ten or twenty thousand dollars. I can't remember what I read, but yeah, he's already put out robots. Oh no, I'm talking about the fact that he thinks that there's going to need to become a uh, global standard income. Yes. For so everybody. back, yeah, back yeah. to that, yeah, because I mean, I think that you know. With all of these AIs coming out, the the global standard of income, I don't think humans are going to have to work anymore because everything is going to be done for us. Kind of like Wally, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we're not going to have to work anymore because it's it's going to be done for us, and then we're going to have to have some sort of like almost like an allowance, I mean, whether it's money or whatever. That like okay, this is what we're allowed per month which is so crappy but i think that's what is that's what it's going to be we're going to get so advanced that we revert back to the barter system <laughs> yeah and in, and you know honestly that's probably true because like so say we're like upper middle class or whatever and then somebody on like lower class wants something that we have like how are they gonna it could be like black market stuff you know yeah but it's like kind of like Snowpiercer. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Yep. And, and I know we've mentioned that too before on this podcast. But it's like, and the, oh, and the passengers. Remember on Passengers when the when the guy he was like a silver level or I don't know like with what, uh, Jennifer Chris, Lawrence yeah. and yeah Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. So yeah, he, he was, was like an engineer. Yeah, but he was on like the middle level, so he only mm-hmm. got like one certain thing for breakfast every single day, never changed. Yeah. <laughs> And then she was like top tier, and so she could get whatever she wanted. And she's like, "How long have you been eating that?" And he's like, "Like nine months or whatever he was doing." <laughs> and it was like the same thing. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's how it's gonna go. And then yeah, we'll have the metaverse or you know whatever they want to call it at that point to kind of like g- 
go and live our own pretend lives Mm -hmm. and pretend like everything's better but then like we come back to like actual reality and then you know we get our rations and (laughs) you know because i yeah i really think that we're eventually not gonna have to work but somehow we're gonna have to live yeah so and i mean this all kind of comes into play with overpopulation so you know currently there's over 8 billion people worldwide now it's expected to reach 8.6 billion by 2030 and 9.2 billion by 2040 but you know, what's the definition of overpopulation? You know, is there a number that says, oh, when we hit this number, we're overpopulated? And there's not, okay? There's no dedicated number to determine overpopulation. It's just that it occurs when resources cannot keep up with population. And this may be more subject to certain countries rather than the world as a whole. Yeah. And especially because like here in America, I feel like a lot of people our age or even younger, because like Believe it or not, we are, there are people younger than us than that are like getting married and having kids. Yeah, not many, but there are. Yeah, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like our age, people that are younger than us, like it's less and less that are actually like having kids Mm -hmm. and having sometimes even like just one kid like us, like we're only going to have one kid. Yep. And it's like, you know, people are realizing that (laughs) it's hard. So I... I, I don't know. I kind of wonder if, like, just America is like that because, like, how everything is here. And because I just can't see that we are going to be overpopulated or that many people because there is such a decline in people and the amount of people that are having kids. Yeah, I definitely think that the era of the boomers was, like, one of our, you know, highest bursts of population growth. Um, and we, we kept on a, a steady pace since then, but then... Once we got to where millennials could have kids, I feel like we've plateaued or maybe even declined a little bit on our birth rates. Yeah. Population I mean, even. Yeah, because not only poverty problems, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mental health problems, big, big factor. Yeah, I, I think it millennials is probably the first generation where like mental health they've they've started to prioritize it oh yeah definitely what's next gen z Gen Z, yeah gen z for sure but i think millennials was probably like one of the f- primary ones to kind of yeah we're like um start screw to this prioritize our mental health yeah, yeah especially like not i you know i can't say all millennials because like your parents are good and they're like you know treated you guys good <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like you know a lot of the millennials it's like our parents were bad you know like <laughs> they just didn't care like there's always that joke it's like wow i think i have depression no you don't like <laughs> yeah it's like i remember my mom like i think i was like high school maybe maybe before i was like so stressed out all the time and she'd be like well if you're stressed out now you just wait it's like thanks mom <laughs> like, yeah so and it's funny too because I, I think i was listening to joe rogan or something and he talked about how it's like say our parents for instance you know, when they introduce the kids, they're like, oh, this is Jenny. You know, she's so-and-so. This is Jack. He's a little fucked up. <laughs> it's like, that was that was just their, their reasoning. And now it's like, yeah. yeah, you know, this is Joe. And, you know, he has ADHD and he's in therapy. Uh-huh. And yeah. And so... like now, like we're, like, we're accepting of it. Yeah. And, and I remember talking with you. It's like, dang, if my parents would have freaking helped me, like... One, I had undiagnosed ADHD. Till you were what, twenty? 
I was 21, I think, when I finally got diagnosed. And it's like, no freaking wonder I was so stressed out. Like, (laughs) you you see it. And I've said it before, too. It's like, I don't don't say the words lightly. Like, I've been in therapy. I've been diagnosed. (laughs) Like, even just my OCD, like, that would have helped so much. My OCD and anxiety, like, it's, golly It's been dang. very relaxing having you like, up in bed the last two oh, weeks. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that later. I uh, was recently very, very sick. Yes. Um, I had sepsis, so three blood infections. Uh, so I was in the hospital for five days. Still recovering. Still recovering, yeah. I'm exhausted um, pushing through this episode. Yeah. So, but we'll talk about that on another episode when I have energy to explain everything that happened to me the last... Two weeks. It's three weeks, honestly. Yep. Almost. Yeah, it was a wild ride. Yeah. But, but back back to the episode. Yeah. So obviously in the movie they had headsets, just like the Oculus, right? Uh, that got them into the Oasis, and then they had a lot of extras, such as haptic gloves and suits, where you can feel what happens to you in the game. Uh, running areas, almost like treadmills, uh, that you could stand and walk and run on. And I just kinda wanna touch on, you know, it what we have already so obviously we already have the headsets uh clearly it's not as advanced as these headsets were but they are still pretty cool uh we we have hand controllers right now uh we don't have gloves or suits yet that i know of however i have seen uh a recent invention where gloves were created to control a robot and they were haptic gloves so anything the robot touched or experienced the user would feel as well uh and then also Uh, I don't know if this was phony or whatnot, but the original creator of the Oculus created another VR headset. Oh, I saw this. Where if you die in the game, it would kill you in real life as well. I I think that actually is happening. He made it possible. uh Uh-huh. So... I've seen multiple articles about this, a video or two about it. It's just mind-boggling. Like, who would want... Yeah, who would want to do that? Yeah. Who would risk that? Like, oh, let me just... Yeah. No. <laughs> but, so, kind of speaking of that, mm-hmm. another movie that's pretty similar that I watched a few weeks ago uh, when it came out on HBO Max, and then I made Eric watch it because I knew we were going to be talking about this during this episode, <laughs> yep. it's Don't Worry Darling. It's got Chris Pine, Florence Poe, I believe is her last name. Uh, and she's like, I actually kind of love her now. She's in a lot of new things and I just like keep seeing her everywhere. I'm like, okay, I really like you as an actress, but, uh, she was in Midsommar. So that was kind of a, oh. yeah, that was, that was a little bit of a damper. Yeah. But, um, so and this one is a spoiler because this movie, it came out this year. Yeah. Oh, and it's got Harry Styles in it. Oh, and Olivia Wilde. So many names <laughs> in this, but yeah, so this one came out this year, so we won't give too much away, but. It's it's the same concept. So this one was set in like the 50s or 50s or 60s, whenever like the time era that they thought they were in. Yeah, yeah, their their yeah. virtual reality. Yeah, but like it was current day, mm-hmm. but the virtual reality set them back to like the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Where like the wives stayed home, they cooked and cleaned all day. Mm-hmm. They were told that they, it was called the victory project which just sounds like a cult (laughs) like come on so they were all told that their husbands were doing this new research or whatever and uh they lived out in the middle of the desert and like they were the women were never allowed to go to headquarters like their days were structured and one of the girls 
kind of started like putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. She was having some flashbacks of like her past life. And yeah, kind of long story short, she figured out they were in a sim. And one of the girls, Olivia Wilde, she actually knew the whole time that she was in a sim. But she wanted to be there because the kids that were there, like... Yeah, so her kids had passed away in real life. Yeah. She was able to have them in the simulation, so she chose to be there while the other wives did not know that they were in a simulation. And it's because their husbands were like, kind of like deadbeats, I want to say, or (laughs) just like not confident in their their Mm -hmm. male role as the family. Yeah. So like the Florence, her name was Alice in the movie, she was a surgeon and her boyfriend, fiance, husband, whoever he was, I think they were they were married like in the VR, but I don't know if they were like in real life, but mm-hmm. he lost his job, so he wasn't like <laughs> doing anything. So he chose to go in. Well, he kind of like like the husbands kind of like kidnapped their wives a little yeah, bit. Yeah, pretty much. And so that way like they can become the breadwinners and like, you know, mm-hmm. feel good about themselves or whatever yeah you just play that normal male role that you know was kind of set for that time era yeah like i provide for you you stay home but uh she she figured it out and she got out yeah so but the, the whole point was she figured it out and her husband was trying to like keep her there and she killed him in the vr yep and her neighbor, who actually knew about like the whole thing, the one that was only in there for her kids, she said, "If you die here, you die in real life. So like, you have to get out. You have to exit." And yeah, so yeah, and for them to get in the simulation, <clears throat> their thing was these little clasps that kept your eyes open, that kind of sent lasers or sensors, you know, to your eyes. So it was like hypnosis. Yeah. So uh, definitely another interesting movie. Kind of similar with Ready Player One. But a few more technical aspects uh, from some of these inventions, uh, you know, technology that we have today. Uh, Something that we have already that's similar to Ready Player One, uh, allowing users the ability to run and walk in place. Uh, I forgot to mention it earlier, but we do already have that standard treadmill type machine. You know, I've seen these for video games and such, uh, but I actually saw something recently, which was like this whole room. And there was just rollers all across. So it's like, and they were probably three feet long. So like six feet uh, wide, uh, just circle full of rollers. So you could walk, run, do whatever. I thought that was pretty interesting. And then lastly, Elon Musk has created something called Neuralink. Neuralink, to keep it short, is essentially going to be a chip installed into your brain to connect you to a computer. Heck no. And Elon's already stated that as soon as he is done developing it, that he plans to have one implanted in himself. Of course he does. Yep. So that's, I mean, it's like... What's the point of that, though? What's the point? Yeah, what would that do? You close your eyes and you're on the computer. I don't know. It's, I, I haven't looked too that much into pointless. it, but it's it's going to connect your brain to a computer. It's like... Oh, so I guess... Oh, so you can like kind of Google everything in your head? Like if you need to or something? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Dude, these kids nowadays, they're not going to have to know crap. <laughs> like tests are going to be so easy. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You're not going to you're not going to need education. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. Gosh, I hate that. <laughs> something needs to happen. Something needs to happen like like Y2K. All the technology just needs to shut down and we need to go back to like 1960, just like 
<laughs> Don't worry, darling. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's interesting just all the technology that we already have and the fact that technology evolves at such a rapid pace. I definitely think that this is something that could happen in our lifetime. Yeah. Ugh, it scares me. <laughs> so clearly Ready Player One has brought a lot of skepticism out, and Sierra always likes to say predictive programming. A 100%. So if it does have anything to do with predictive programming, then maybe this is something that we could see in our future. Uh, like I said, I think we are well on our way to a more virtual world, again, especially as technology progresses. Uh, I just think it's a win rather than an if. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah? Yeah. So not. do you think it'll happen in our lifetime, or do you think it might happen? I could, Like I said, I could see it happening in our lifetime, mm -hmm. but, but then it's like, are we going to... I mean, do you have to participate in it? I don't know. No, you don't have to. Yeah, like I could see my brother not doing it. Yeah. Eric, he'd be like, I don't need that. Or he, I don't know. I could just I could just see someone. I would try it. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know if I would. I don't know why I would need to. Eh, yeah. I like video games and stuff though. Yeah. Well, again, you know, this is interesting topic. It could be talked on, touched on gone into depth even further so if anybody has any topics that you'd like us to talk about please feel free to reach us on our social media at acs entertainment llc and message us what you would like to hear also be sure to click the link in our instagram bio to catch all of our episodes and get those great earthly products check out our youtube for motivational tunes and children lullabies and be sure to tune in soon for another new episode of he said she said <laughs> <laughs>